This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time La Liga edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and Rory Barlow, who's the editor of Football Espanol. We've got analysis for week 29 on its way. As per usual, though, given the fact that we had Real Madrid in action in midweek in the Champions League, Rory, just a brief reflection on their performance against Chelsea. Um, They were favourites to get a, a first leg lead. Uh, 2-0, from what I saw, didn't flatter them. Obviously, Chilwell's sending off might have been a factor, but I thought that Real Madrid were were good value for for what seemed to me to be a comfortable success. How did you read it? Yeah, similarly. um, I I do have to say, it frustrates me a lot that English sides, whenever they sit back in Europe, they seem incapable of actually defending. I think with these bigger sides, I wonder if they're just so used to trying to dominate the game and having sort of set ways of playing, especially the ones that don't uh, look for the counter-attack as much, that, yeah, when they do sit deep, I mean, Chelsea were sat deep, but without actually closing much space off for Real Madrid, and so you saw the likes of Vinicius and Benzema had plenty of space to work with, and uh, to be honest, I thought, certainly at 1-0 with about 20 minutes to go, I was thinking this is a brilliant result for Chelsea if they can get away with 1-0. 2-0, I'd say it's a fair reflection, and Ancelotti after the match said he was satisfied, but we probably could have scored another one or two, and I, I tend to agree with them there. Yeah, we talked about Real Madrid last week, plus 700. We were quite surprised about how big they were to win the Champions League, given what they just do in it every single season. They're into plus 425 now. They're second favourites. Obviously, with Bayern being thumped by Manchester City, that's got a factor on the outright market as well. But even at plus 425, I, I'd say that they are potentially a bet. I mean, they are in the wrong half of the draw up against City, but... We know what we what they did to City last season, albeit in that in that rather wild semi-final. But they're still not the worst bet, I think I'm thinking, at plus 425, Rory. No, 100%. No, I mean, it's between City and Real Madrid. Those will be your heavy favourites for whoever they meet in the final. So, so yeah, I think Real Madrid, again, still not terrible odds for them. Uh, and if you do think that they've got the beating of City and they have had the beating of City in recent years, then then by all means, I mean, Benzema's looking sharp again. Vinicius is just in unstoppable form. And so it will be on Manchester City to try and control them. And although Manchester City, I thought, played probably the better over those two legs and then eventually kind of um, collapsed at the end, they did concede sort of five goals over the, over the course of that tie. And so you think if, if Manchester City can kind of keep them out, 
Real Madrid are there to be got at. You saw in the kind of opening minutes of that Chelsea match that there's space there. Um, and it's just about wherever you exploit it, wherever you take your chances. And Real Madrid, that's what they do. They back themselves in an open game to take more chances than you will. And they tend to do so. Did Chelsea fans behave themselves in the capital in your new hometown, Rory, last night? As far as I'm aware, I mean, the Spanish media tend to be fairly quick to pick up on English fans misbehaving, but uh, Liverpool and Chelsea so far exemplary this season. So, uh, so yeah, no complaints from me. I didn't hear any uh, raucous... Didn't have, to, of... didn't have to batten down the hatches then? No, I, I wasn't picking through any rubble this morning. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I think the Chelsea fans were well behaved to give them the Good. credit whether it's true. Good to hear, yeah. Limp off the <laughs> field and on the pitch, indeed. Uh, we're going to just keep with the Real Madrid thing for a second because our first preview features uh, Villarreal. Uh, this is Saturday, 2pm local. It's 8am Eastern in the States. Villarreal, minus 240. Sure to beat Real Valladolid at plus 700. The draw here is plus 390. Over and under two and a half goals, Mark. Over. Uh, plus 143, under plus 117. I must have got that wrong. Um, scratch what I said about the over and under. Just head to the Bet Rivers website for the correct prices. I must have transposed something wrong. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, VRL, look, really good win at Real Madrid uh, last week. Third win on the spin. They've put that conference uh, league knockout to, to handle it behind them. I, I mean, they're going so well at the moment, aren't they? Would appear and thoroughly deserve that win at Real Madrid or not? How did you see it last week? Yeah, I think Villarreal, for their parts, they were they were very highly impressive. I don't know if we can hear coming through on the audio. Perhaps the uh, the works going on seemingly outside are, <laughs> are interrupting more than the Chelsea fans. But, <laughs> but yeah, the yellow submarine last weekend were were fantastic, and I think they controlled the game for the most part. I think they deserved their win. To be perfectly honest, I think they they carried out most of their game plan and against Real Madrid they obviously are going to have their chances but in a back and forth game Samuel Chukwete came up with the goods whereas Vinicius was kind of the the counter factor to that for for Real Madrid and a highly highly impressive win for Kike Setien I think if you look at their best performances under Setien they've all kind of come against Real Madrid and across those three ties it's been about I think it's eight seven or seven six on aggregate to Villarreal, which uh, goes to show you just how well they performed against Los Blancos. Uh, yeah, I'll give you the correct over and under two and a half goal odds. Uh, minus 157 for overs, no surprise. Under is the outside with the two at plus 125. Up against the Valladolid side that have struggled recently. Uh, Rory, they haven't won any of their last four and just one of their last eight. They're plus 110 to go down. They are two points Above the bottom three, but they are flirting with relegation. Rory, how do you assess Vidalid's recent form? Yeah, Vidalid's they're a curious one. I mean, they've just sat their manager just uh, two weeks ago. Paulo Pezzolano has come in from Brazil. He got Cruzeiro promoted um, in Brazil from the second division back to the Serie A there. Cruzeiro are another team that is owned by Ronaldo Massario. So they sacked Pacheta, brought in Pezzolano last week. And Pachetta, I think it came as a surprise to most people that he was sacked because as much as their form was maybe a little bit dodgy, they were still out of the relegation zone. They still had a, a couple of points gap to the relegation zone. And based on Valladolid's budget, based on the players they have, I think that's, if not achieving exactly what they, where they should be, that is above where they should be. And you can perhaps talk about where your form's going and, and kind of arresting a, a slide. But 
Pachetta, I think, wasn't expecting that. I don't think many people were expecting that. And so the pressure is kind of already beyond Petzolano. You you know what it's like when a manager who's beloved and has the respect of the players gets sacked. That tends to be a tends to be a difficult atmosphere to come into. And they drew free free with Mallorca last weekend. It was a a goal fest, but they yeah, I mean they're just not very convincing at the moment. They've not won in in quite some time. And I was looking at kind of their XG last week. I think it was I think this will be a very different game to be perfectly honest. Their XG for last week, they scored some cracking goals, but their XG was only 0.98, which tells you that they overperformed last week. And and yeah, looking at via the lead, it's it's just been a while since they, they've been in form. 12 goals conceded in their last three. I think we'll see a reaction to that in this game. I think against the VRL side that are going to be heavy favourites at home. I think Petzolano will have to go more defensive. Whereas you look at last week against Real Mallorca, that's a game that you really want to go after and try and win because it's one of the, the few that you can put an X next to and say, yeah, we're going to go after this. We need three points here. So I think Petzolano will set his side up more defensively. That would be the logical explanation. But I still have to make Villarreal strong favourites for this. Um, I don't think they'll be as back and forth as they were against Real Madrid. They'll look for more control and they will be able to control the match better than they would be against the likes of Vinicius and Benzema. But looking at their kind of goals, tallies as well, that's the first game in their last seven that's uh, been over three and a half goals for Villarreal. And so I'm going to go under three and a half here and Villarreal to win. That gets you plus one, one, two back. I think the yellow submarine are in good form. And against the Valladolid side that are not, it it would be very Villarreal if they were to go and lose this game based on this season. But it's hard to uh, logically see a way that where that doesn't happen. A more considered match for both, but Villarreal coming good under three and a half goals at plus one one two. So you're more than doubling your money with this selection. Uh, just briefly give betters the lowdown on Samuel Chikwesi, all his career at Villarreal, but obviously. Hit the headlines last week with those goals against Real Madrid. He's plus 575 to score first, plus 220 for any time goal scorer. Where has he sprung from and could he spring further, higher? Definitely. I mean, Samuel Chukweth has always been an exciting player and he's always had that beating of his man. He's, he's very quick. He's very tricky. The problem has been his end product hit. It's very difficult not to draw comparisons to Vinicius, who was on the opposite side of him last week with the two of them looking lethal. Um, but yeah, he's he's starting to put it together this season. He's got now, what, 24 goals and assists across the season, 13 goals, 11 assists in the last kind of nine games. I think he's got nine goal contributions across that spell. And he, without Gerard Moreno, who's been the big issue for them, and I think that's part of the reason Villarreal haven't scored as many goals of late, He's been the reason that they've been winning games, to be perfectly honest. And Setien's ability to to get him into advantageous situations has been differential for them. Eighty million release clause it drops from a hundred this uh, this summer, but his contract does expire in twenty twenty four. So Villarreal will either look to extend him in the next couple of months, or he could be probably on his way to the Premier League. To be perfectly honest, if he keeps putting in performances like this. Yeah, young 23-year-old uh, moving in the right direction. Certainly watch out for him this weekend, as we mentioned. Let's move on to Girona against uh, Elche, uh, which is a Sunday game. This is uh, 2 p.m. local, 8 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Girona, short here at minus 182. We know Elche uh, really struggling. They're all but down there. Plus 525 
to win this game. The draw at plus 3.30. A lot of focus on Girona after their draw against Barcelona. Betters will want to side with them uh, this week. Um, did they deserve a point against Barca last week? Yeah, I think they did. So they were good value for that. I mean, Barcelona had a few chances towards the end. They could have won the game, but equally, Tati Castellanos got through on goal. And my word, he really should have scored. He was one-on-one with Tershaken, but he also had Sigankov to his right on side. If he just laid it there, it would have been a tap-in. And uh, he was hooked about three minutes after that happened. Got a lot of abuse on social media, shut down his social media, which I, I feel bad for him. Oh, poor Tati. Um, yeah, no, I, I I do feel bad for him, but it was it was a a, a very uh, confusing decision and confusing miss that cost Girona potentially the three points. But yeah, they were good value for that. They were, I mean, I think what we see with Girona is that when they have a side in front of them below kind of the top three or four, they tend to go toe to toe with them. They tend to go after them and play their kind of own natural attacking style. When you see Atleti, Real Madrid or Barcelona come to town, then they adjust it and they're happy to go a bit more defensive. They're happy to to sit back a bit more and, and take their opportunities on the break a little. So, therefore, we think that they could open up against Elche here. They should do, given Elche's uh, league position. What's the selection for this one, Rory? Selection is Girona to win plus over 1.5 goals. That gets you back minus 137. I wouldn't be surprised or... or against sort of people going for over two and a half as well in this just because yeah I think I've gone over one and a half because you never know if it goes two nil then Elche perhaps he's off and Girona don't have a a massive desire to go and and uh Ather Sangre to to see blood as the as they say in Spain but but yeah Girona I mean they average the most goals in the division they're one of the most exciting attacks and one of the worst defenses Elche are one of the worst defenses um we know how bad they are we've been looking for ways to get value out of them this season and Girona have been pretty good to us in the sense that yeah they do tend to almost always guarantee goals except as I was saying against those big teams so yeah minus 137 Girona plus over 1.5 goals is where I've gone Atleti against Amaria next. This is Sunday, 6.30 local. If you're playing uh, Eastern, 12.30 in the States. Atleti, very short, uh, minus 4.35. Amaria, one of the biggest uh, teams in terms of odds on the weekend slate at plus 1,300. The draw is plus 550. Uh, Over and under here, plus 135 over, under minus 167, as it tends to be. Doesn't matter who Atleti play. They are the four team uh, in La Liga at the moment. We mentioned it. Uh, last week, in terms of six-match and eight-match form tables, they topped the standings. Uh, away winners at, at Rio last week, as you suggested they would be. I, I mean, I've written here functional rather than spectacular. Is that still the same? Are the, the same rules apply to Atleti this season? Yeah, I mean, this Atleti side are just in really, really good form. They're enjoying themselves. Against Rio Vallecano, they won 2-1, and for the first kind of 60 minutes or so, they were playing Rio off the park. They were absolutely brilliant. And they should have scored more, to be perfectly honest. They were through on goal a number of times. They wasted opportunities. They got pretty sloppy. And then they ended up conceding kind of late on to Fran Garcia and making it not tight because I think Atleti were always still comfortable to win it. But they, 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 the margin was one and you never know at that point. I think Simeone will have gone through his players after that, to be perfectly honest, because I don't think he's the sort of guy to put up with that kind of imprecision. So they're they're heavy favourites again. They're against an Almeria side that aren't in 
terrible form. I, we backed them last week and they came through for us against Valencia. They've responded under Ruby and they've got quite a few goals in recent weeks. I think it's five in their last three. They got an away point at Celta Vigo. But we do know that away from home, they are, I, th- I think they're the worst in the division with four draws, just 11 goals scored in total. I, I just see Atleti having too much for them. In comparison, I thought Celta were unlucky not to beat them when they when they came up against them two weeks ago at home. I think Atleti are even more strong, stronger at home. And in this case, I, I just see them winning this. So I think they're going to win it. I think they're going to win it to nil. I've gone uh, Atleti to win to nil at minus one, one, two. I think that sloppy 30 minutes at the end is going to have uh, reinvigorated Simeone's desire to get a clean sheet. They've got three clean sheets on the bounce before that Rio game. And Almeria, they've scored a lot of goals from set pieces, but they don't have an out-and-out goal scorer. And I think in a match that they're going to be dominated in, I just I, I like Atleti too much. Is it a thing for Atleti to finish above Real Madrid in the league standings? I'm sure it would be for the supporters. I'm not sure about the coach. Do you think that they will want to finish second if they can? How desperate would they be? The gap is just two points at the moment, Rory. Absolutely. I mean, we've talked before in January and February how the season's over for Atletico Madrid and it's just about qualifying for the Champions League, which is the bare minimum for them. This would give them a little bit of joy and a little bit of something to smile about at the end of the season. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think given the fact that Real Madrid are going to be rotating for the Champions League, they're probably going to make the semi-finals, as we were saying. So that's three, four more weeks. You've got the Copa del Rey final. Real Madrid, it's not, it wouldn't be surprising to see them drop quite a few more points over the next weeks. And uh, it's just the only sort of um, big hiccup I can see for Atleti is Barcelona on the horizon. So that's two weeks away. And uh, and yeah, I, I think it's going to be tight. I, I could see Atleti definitely overhauling Real Madrid who, who have their focus elsewhere, let's be honest. Yeah, two points between the two capital sides at the moment, or two main capital sides at the moment. And just one last word on Almeria. They are 16. They are three points above the relegation zone, um, but they are quoted as plus 150 to go down. So there's not too much juice in that one. The odds compilers believe that they are very much in danger of going down. Have they got enough to stay up? How do you see Amaria between now and the end of the season in terms of the relegation market? I mean, there's 10 games left. And I think based on their home form, they should be able to get, I'd say, more points than the rest of their relegation rivals at home. The question is that away form. Can you go an entire season without winning an away game and stay up? That that's the question. And so they, they probably have four or five games to, to do it in. This is one of them. I think if they get maybe sort of five to ten points away from home, then they stay up. The big one is because I think Vadelita are, are very much in danger. You've got Espanol and Valencia in them in there as well. I think it'll be between Espanol, Valencia, and Almeria for that 18th spot. You'd have to make Almeria favourites to go down based on quality, but Seeing that the way Espanyol and Valencia are playing, I, I'd maybe even side with Espanyol now. The the sacking of the manager and the lack of reaction last week has, has really concerned me for them. It's really tight. I mean, Espanyol uh, are favourites to go down. We, we forget Elche because they've gone, but I know, I know not mathematically, but in terms of the market, they're not being priced up. Espanyol minus 112 favourites, only just Valladolid, we mentioned earlier, plus 110. Almeria plus 150. Cadiz plus 225. Valencia plus 250. There's still an awful lot of faith, 
I think from supporters, from from pundits, from the media like yourself, that Valencia are going to get out of it uh, at plus 250 and then Hetafe plus 400. And I think we don't really go uh, any higher uh, than that. It's going to be interesting, isn't it, to see which which of the two join Elche uh, to go down. I mean, Valencia, as we've mentioned before, they haven't been down since the 80s. I, I, have they got enough to get out? I mean, I've asked you this question so many times. You believe that they're going to get out of this situation, don't you, I think? I do, I do, but like as as you're saying, two fifty is a lot of faith. I have to say, and perhaps that's the well. They're in the bottom three, aren't they? They're two points um, uh, behind uh, safety. They've still got to play what Real Madrid at home. I mean, their their running's not too bad. It's only that Real Madrid game that you would consider very, very tough, and that's at home. And you, and you never know, Mustaya, the the fans might get up for that one. It's towards the end of the season. They've probably yeah. got enough. They've got Elche away from home in a couple of weeks. That's yeah. going to be a huge game. I think against Sevilla this weekend, that's also quite a big game at Mestalla. Sevilla coming off, I, I very nearly backed Sevilla, I have to say. Sevilla coming off uh, Manchester United in Europa League was the reason that I stayed away from that. But uh, but yeah, I, I like Sevilla to get points at least in that game. And Valencia, yeah, their big problem is they just don't have a goal scorer. Ernst Cavani should be that goal scorer, but he's been unfit all season. When he has been fit, he's not been prolific, to be perfectly honest. And until one of him or Justin Kluivert, who, as we are saying, was injured last week, I think it was, yeah, they, they really are in trouble and it will be a battle for them. I think they'll still be in it in, on the last day or last penultimate day of the season, I have to say. Yeah, watch out for the price fluctuations. Head to the bet rivers. Just stay close to it because I would imagine almost certainly there's going to be more changes over the course of the weekend. One more game to preview before we wrap things up. It's Celta Vigo, Real Mallorca. This is Monday, 9 local, 3pm Eastern. Good time for the States. Um, Real, uh, sorry, Celta Vigo minus 121. Mallorca plus 420. Draw up plus 235 here. This is 10th versus 12th. There's quite a difference in terms of the prices here. Two points separate the teams look I guess both are, are safe we didn't rattle through prices involving these two when it came to that relegation market that we were just talking about uh Celta have been free scoring uh recently here and, and by and large Rory when you've tipped them this season you've got them uh spot on are you siding with them again here yeah Celta to win at minus one to one as you're saying Celta have been 2-2 in their last two games and, as you say, free scoring, free conceding in a way. And Sevilla did a really good job on them last Friday night, it has to be said. But I just think Celta are still, even though they dropped points against Sevilla and Almeria, two sides in the bottom half, they have to be heavy favourites for the, for me in this one. And I'm surprised that they were that long, even in saying that. Uh, but yeah, Celta, as we say, they're one of the form teams in 2023. They've got goals in them. They've been a little shaky at the back of late, but against San Maria and Sevilla, I think they probably kind of conceded at the wrong time in those games. I think they are maybe a bit susceptible on the break, but then I look at a Mallorca side that is six without a win. They are not playing particularly well, it has to be said. They got that very late draw against Valladolid last weekend, Verat Marici with a brace, but we know that they're different on the island compared to the mainland. And and yeah, I just like Celta too much in this game. I think they've scored, I, th- I think Mallorca, they've scored kind of five goals and cons- in their last five. And they've just lost a little bit of threat. Kanjin Lee was kind of their big creative ace for the winter transfer window. It's very much been noises coming out that he wants to leave, that the Premier League are perhaps interested in buying him. 
And he's gone off the boil a little bit. I think that lack of creativity, it was him and Marici were the kind of dynamic duo that would link up for Mallorca, make them a threat. And without him, it's a lot of pressure on Marici to kind of come up with the goods. And I think there's more at home. And I think they once they have the fans behind them, they have a little bit more kind of uh, zest about them. But away from home, Marici, yeah, it's a lot of pressure on him. I back Celta to kind of deal with that threats. And and yeah, I just think they're going to win out here. So yeah, minus one, two, one. I've gone pretty down the middle with this one. Yeah, it was as when Rory... Uh... The text me selections uh, just um, yesterday, they were plus 118. So there's been some significant money uh, for Celta Vigo. And it would not surprise me if they got shorter. So if you are getting involved, uh, now is the time. Mallorca without a win away from home in seven. And their last league win away from home uh, back in early November. They struggle on their travels. Uh, let's just uh, once again wrap up the picks then from Rory. We've heard about Celta to win. We also like Atleti to win to nil in their game against Amaria, minus 112. Uh, Girona to win and over one and a half goals in their game against Elche and Villarreal against uh, Real Valladolid. We like Villarreal to win and under three and a half goals at plus one, one, two. I guess disappointing from a title race point of view, both Barcelona and Real Madrid dropping points. I mean, in terms of the title race, it's still Barcelona, Real Madrid. I don't, I, I can't believe they've down tools when it comes to chasing down Barcelona. And as you say, we've still got 10 games to go, but their focus does massively seem to be elsewhere. Rightly so, I guess, Champions League and, and Copa del Rey final that comes up in early May. So it's it's difficult to get excited about. Certainly Barcelona games at the moment, isn't it? Because it's what have they got to play for? No European football. As you mentioned previously, when it comes to Real Madrid, you can maybe start making a case to back against them, but maybe not this weekend away at Cadiz. Yeah, Cadiz are a side that have surprisingly given Real Madrid and Barcelona a lot of trouble in recent years. And so I stayed well away from it. I think... Last week I went two and two and the biggest favour I think people did was staying away from Real Madrid and Barcelona because both dropped points and the way they are right now, I I don't think there's a huge amount of value in them because neither are particularly reliable to score a lot of goals, neither are particularly reliable to win. And uh, and yeah, you look at Real Madrid against Cadiz, Cadiz who are fighting for their lives at the bottom, it's going to be a pretty big atmosphere there and then you Real Madrid are going to rest players for the return leg against Chelsea I think there's there's little doubt about that even if they want to keep the momentum going there's there's still a degree of kind of need to rotate um, and Barcelona equally not playing well I think they need to take a leaf out of Diego Simeone's book and just get back to playing and work on some kind of systems and mechanisms and try and work out a good kind of way of breaking down opponents again because although they've been winning and we've praised their kind of grits across the season we've praised their defensive record when was the last time they played well it's been a while <laughs> it's, it's been battling it's not been a lot of kind of good performances so so yeah I think maybe in two three games we'll get a bit more of a handle on how Barcelona are going to finish out this season um, and equally Real Madrid's when their fixture list eases up perhaps we'll get a bit more of an idea of how they're going to be but right now Neither are particularly attractive for me. Yeah, a workman-like march to the title, it would appear, for Barcelona and no more. There certainly more interesting games over the course of this weekend, as Rory has highlighted. Rory, thanks for your company. We haven't done a reminder of everyone's Twitter handles recently, so we're going around the grounds to do that. And speaking about going to grounds, you've been good with your um, content from various grounds uh, in the capital and further afield, just remind everyone where they can keep in touch of your content, both for Football España and, of course, anything for Bet Rivers. Your Twitter handle is? 
It's at Ruri Barlow, R-U-R-I-B-A-R-L-O-W. And at Because We Win, if you want to see me uh, opining just before the games as well. <laughs> Great stuff. Many thanks for your company, Rory. We're back in seven days or so for a preview of week 30. Please join us then, as Rory says. Stay across all of our content at Because We Win. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.